gentlemen, boys and girls, RFQ Refugees Podcast, Ted here, John here. We are all safe, quarantined in our houses. John, returned to work, returned to the working world. John, how, how did that go, by the way? Did, uh, did you survive it? <laughs> We're here. I'm alive. I'm technically <laughs> and physically alive. Uh, everything else is on fire. Yes. But that's what that's what life's about, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, keep on keeping on exactly um man uh yeah we're we're uh we're ready to talk some soccer i guess though uh everything else going on in the world seems to be fighting against that um let's uh let's jump into it i i I don't think i don't think i want to like waste any time i don't think i want to really get any time Uh, let's let's talk positive first let's talk let's talk washington spirit portland thorns 1-1 1-1 draw in the one tournament that is not a cesspool of coronavirus and positive cases and, and that being the main leading story instead of talking about the games and the teams. Uh, the for all, for all intents and purposes, now, you know, I don't know if maybe because the MLS is kind of in that sort of more of a focal point, you know, regardless of whether that's right or not, maybe there's some things that we will find out about the Challenge Cup that maybe are a little bit either unseemly um or uh or not or not good but at at the very very least we can talk soccer we can talk actual physical games of soccer that took place um as my video jumps in and out so hopefully that doesn't happen very often um but uh the washington spirit 1-1 draw portland thorns uh a bit of an uneven game again i think this team is still trying to figure figure themselves out um john what did you make of the game I thought uh, the first half was pretty bad, Uh, and then I think everyone was clamoring for Rose Lavelle and Ashley Hatch to come in, and then they came in, and then the Spirit were good. I think that's my that's my basic analysis of of the game is that those two players came in, and then the Spirit were better. Uh, That's my you know official expert take. uh, I'll I'll push. I'm going to push back a little bit that everybody was was bad. I I think I I said they were better. It wasn't. Did I say they were all bad? Maybe I did. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, I do think uh, Yokoyama looked a little better. Um, obviously, Ashley Sanchez with an unbelievable, uh, just the type of play that a, a top player makes. And, and I think already, you know, the, 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 the expectation of the tournament was, you know, how does how does Ashley Sanchez match up to Mallory Pugh? Um, and I think based on this, we can say that Ashley Sanchez is going to be just fine. Um, that was an incredible assist, an incredible play. She looked more lively. She looked more energetic. Um, I thought she was really, really good in this game, um, and, and and it certainly showed. Um, I, what did you, you know, is there any is there anything else we can really take from this game other than um, Ted versus Inwards? Thank you, producer Brian. Um, I'm trying to fight. I'm trying to fight a bunch of things on this on this connection right here. Um, it's not it's not going. Well. As you said that your video cut out too, so it was just it was very perfectly timed. Um, yeah, Ashley Sanchez was fantastic uh she is i think as advertised right i think she's come she's come pretty much not fully formed she's not the final product out of college but she's certainly uh very close to uh, at least you know competing right out of the gate as a starter um i thought yokoyama was i mean she she was better because her first game was so bad but i I still think there's got to be more there i'm hoping there's more there you know um I guess if you're going to fail, if you fail trying an audacious pass a couple times, which is what she did, I guess that's good, um, particularly if your job is to create chances for whatever forward happens to be in there. 
in this case it was not actually Hatch. Uh, there was not a lot going on the first half on the offensive side. Uh, there, the, the ball, the, it, it turned into the only opportunities were long ball, you know, running chase, which is not not going to suit them well in the long term. The defense held up well. Uh, you know, Portland's goal was really good. Portland's goal was a uh, you know a set play that they worked on, and Lindsey ran. Found a, a great run across goal uh, and got an opportunity and scored. And then, as we already discussed, uh, Sam Stobbs finishing off a, you know, I'm, we'll, we'll say that it was a definitely intentional back heel on the end line over back, back across goal. Like she, that was, they probably drew that up. Richie was like, all right, we're going to get the ball right here on the end line and we're going to have you uh, karate heel kick it. So the, the result seems fair, right? I think that that's the, that was the takeaway that I had at this 1 1. Particularly after that first half, that second half was very evenly matched. Uh, the Washington was much more inventive and direct, and they had a lot more of the ball in the midfield. Their passing got better, only from you know those two major changes. But like I said on Twitter, like, well, it just so happens that if you put in one of the top five players in the world onto your onto your roster, you get dramatically better somehow. It's kind of funny how that happens. And I thought that the. I, I thought personally that, you know, and Yokoyama, don't forget, Yokoyama had a good opportunity on goal. She actually got a shot uh, that uh, very nearly forced a good save out of the out of the Portland goalkeeper. Um, I, I think, did, you know, Ashley Sanders intend that? No, but good players, uh, quote unquote, try things and uh, to, to keep it PG. Um, you know, that's what made a player like Clint Dempsey so good is that he was just willing to try stuff. That's something where Ashley Sanchez sees the ball and she's like, well, I got maybe a 20% chance. I this clears up and goes nowhere. Uh, but at the very rate, this, this, this whole corner kicks broken. So let me try something. She ends up making a good touch, puts the ball in a, in a good position and Sam stab is there to head it in and finish it. Um, I will agree with you. The game got a lot better once Roosevelt got in there. Um, and the team looked better with Ashley Hatch in there. Um, so I personally think that it, it was at the very least a, a, a decent performance and in a team that's still trying to build. And, you know, I, I, I'm sure Richie Burke will say he's going out every match trying to win, but uh, I, I don't think you would be remiss if maybe there was a little bit of, well, you know, we're, we're trying to build here. We're trying to build something this is about next year. This is about you know, avoiding being eighth place and having to play Carolina in our first game. And we talked about that in the pregame. So uh, I think now we can pretty much say they've done that um, was probably confirmed by this, yes, by have. this point. Um, but um, I think they're probably going to be middle of the pack. I'm guessing either third or fourth. I don't think they will be second based on what I'm seeing. Um, but a big match against uh, Houston coming up. I think that's going to be a real, uh, again, another kind of crucial match to maybe seeing if they can sneak into second uh, behind the behind the the, the courage, so be fun the to undefe- watch. the undefeated undefeatable North Carolina courage. Yes, still still playing about. I mean, all teams are I think suffering a little bit, uh, but the courage are also suffering. But they're just they're just that good. So um, overall, fun match, and uh, it's nice to talk about soccer. And we're gonna get into not soccer thing related things, but still in the world of soccer, but not things talking about games or players or. It's gonna get it's gonna get messy. Um, I guess you know we're we're kind of a maybe what what a probably about halfway through this NWSL tournament. It, is this just the nature that NWSL has done a better job at bringing players in? Obviously, there's some big differences. You got nine mm-hmm. teams versus 20, 26. and only eight actually at this tournament. So yeah, and only eight actually at this, at this tournament. You did have the whole issue with Orlando testing positive, not testing positive. That 
you know, kind of played a role, I think, in in um, that played a, that played a role in, you know, in, in obviously maybe a knock against the, the league and the team and, and, and everything, that whole mess in the beginning. But since they've gotten to the tournament, you, know, you haven't heard any massive outbreaks amongst teams. You haven't heard massive positive cases. But you also got to look at the states that these, these teams chose. The NWCL chose Utah, which is actually still un- undergoing a spike of coronavirus. But I think just the nature of that state not being a state where people are out at pools, people are out at you know beaches and, and other things, maybe playing a little bit into that, that sort of it's been a little bit easier to control. That's not what's happening on the MLS side. Um, there have been... And they'll they'll say it's under control, and yes, I think it's like thirteen now of like five hundred and fifty six players and coaches uh, down there, which certainly isn't a big number. But you've now had a team that has had to you know risk illness, travel all the way down to Florida, and now will not be participating in this tournament because they now have ten positive uh, COVID nineteen cases, um, and that's uh, that's that's not a good thing, regardless of how you slice it. Did you get to me? You froze again. Um, if, 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 yeah. So there's two things there. I think one, uh, is, and I hate to say it, the, the players insistence on not going down to Orlando earlier and having this be a longer tournament and being longer away from their families likely is causing people are coming in, uh, with cooking with, with COVID and they're not hitting the, uh, the incubation period before they leave. And then the tests are coming up positive. Uh, and then there, and then all the and and FC Dallas had a giant cluster, uh, and that happened. So that's uh, not good. I, I don't blame them for not wanting to get there earlier. I think if they had, this probably would have still happened, but they would have had time to have everybody quarantine um, while they're there and separate, and that makes sure the whole team get didn't get infected. Training in the home markets is a disaster right now. That tells you that the plan to have games in home stadiums and have the rest of the season is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. If this doesn't happen, there will be no MLS this year. They're going to push through. FC Dallas is gone. Um, they're going to also have to change in my mind having this count for league standings. Maybe it doesn't matter because, like I just said, there will not be games after this. I can't imagine a universe in which you can can have the type of uh, you know testing procedure and cleanliness and quarantine that you need to have uh, to make this work. So it's not. It's it is not good. Um, I, I don't. I don't think that you cancel it at this point. I think maybe you postpone it here another week or two. It doesn't really matter, right? Like when they get going. If this is going to be all there is, take your time and make sure that everyone's healthy. Um, I. I've not heard. You know the numbers are low, one percent. Um, and that one. That's that's. I think that's what they said. One point eight percent or something of the of the total tested to have cases. Uh, and of them, 13 of them, 10 of them came from FC Dallas when you count the players, not counting coaches. Um, so it would be interesting to see if, you know, there's rumored Twitter accounts. Who knows if they're true? This could be like the uh, all the rogue, uh, uh, like State Department Twitter accounts that came out after Trump got elected. Who knows if they're real? They're probably not. They're not. Uh, but there's an account saying like a whole bunch of uh, Nashville players have it. Um, Toronto players have it. Uh, that's why they haven't. I think they're they're finally on the on the way. Uh, Greg Vanny had kept his team on ice in Toronto for quite a while, maybe hoping that the whole tournament would get canceled and they could all stay home. Um, not happening. They're they're gonna they're gonna come. Uh, it just it just seems like they 
the testing and procedures, uh, you know, having not read all of them and not being a public health professional, I think that there are some gaps. Uh, but, but principally among the gaps are having getting them into the bubble as long as possible beforehand before games start would have been the best way forward to ensure that you're not coming in with COVID. Um, but you know, these are all, these are all people that are free human beings <laughs> and they are, uh, they're trying their best. I don't think anybody was intentional. You know, I don't know if we're going to hear a story about FC Dallas players going out to the bar in, 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 in Dallas before they got on a plane to come down here. Like we heard about Orlando. I don't know if we're going to hear that. We probably won't hear that. Um, but these are the human beings are going to do dumb stuff. And or or they're just going to have happen to have caught it in the way everybody else does because this is highly contagious and you can get it doing anything. I would I, I you know to, to to finish it out though like I um it's not good that all these people are getting infected. Give and stop. Um, I would be I would I would be personally concerned much more from the safety perspective if we heard about any of these people being any of these players being hospitalized, a serious case. Um, if any of these players we heard were actually symptomatic uh, and, and then got the diagnosis, it seems like everything I'm hearing from these people did not know they had it. They had it and then they're isolated. And then seven to seven to 10 days, they seem everybody's come back. The people who have gotten positive tests for DC United before they left and since they've left followed procedure, did personal, not quarantine, but whatever that, whatever they call the thing where you don't see anybody, but isn't quarantine, uh, isolate self isolation. They've all come back. So um, this <laughs> We don't we don't know we don't know about this disease and 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 I'm oh, sorry not this disease this virus. Uh, it could be that a lot more people have it than think they have it. If everyone was if everyone was tested right now tomorrow in the United States, every single person was tested. Um, what would that number look like? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get tested because I don't feel like I have it, but maybe I do. I don't I don't I don't know. It's it's, it's tough. And and I think I think there are two sides of this two sides of this coin of kind of what it is. And I, I will say. <sighs> There are people, and and I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that there are two sides to this argument. I mean, people getting people getting sick are bad. I think the real problem where it starts to become a serious health concern is if you heard about teams coming in with zero cases, like DC. Let's say DC comes in when they came in, no cases, no cases of COVID. They get tested, everything's good, everything's hunky dory, and then suddenly they have five players that are getting tested or that are testing positive that is a then that that becomes a concern where you you are where even the league ha, would say we're, we're shutting this thing down because you then can say you are not you do not have a bubble the bubble does not exist if, if people are coming in negative and then while they are in the bubble in orlando are testing positive what 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 has happened in dallas and what has happened with nashville nashville was incredibly stupid i, I would i would love to know the the foul ups and and what led to what happened in what happened in Nashville where they all boarded a bus before the test results came back before all the test results from their COVID came back stood on the bus and then they got the test results back and they all had to return then they traveled the next day and now five of their players they could be the next team to drop out they got five players now that are testing positive for for COVID nineteen but you know and, and I think this is the argument that MLS is going to make they are going to say Yes, you know, Na- you know, Nashville was bad. Dallas was bad. You know, Nash, you know, Dallas has pulled out. Nashville's game. I mean, that game is supposed to be Wednesday. I'm, I'm starting to think that game might be delayed. Uh, be delayed, or Nashville might pull out of the tournament if those cases increase. 
Um, but they're going to use the argument that it's not something that's being transmissed, that, that where it's being um, transmitted. Transmitted while teams are in the bubble, and that's going to be their argument. Uh, th- this thing is this thing is going to happen in some capacity. Any anyone saying it's not going to happen, and and I do think. I think it's a little disingenuous on the negative side to just assume that this is that MLS is being reckless while the teams are in the bubble. They may be reckless for the very idea of bringing them into the bubble. And I think that's where you're seeing a lot of these positive cases. People are testing negatives. They're getting on the plane. Someone has the virus, maybe tested negative or picked it up while they were, you know, in the airport, you know, from the fact that Texas and both Texas and Florida, and, and here's the even more interesting thing. You look at the two, the state that's having the worst amount of outbreak of cases, Florida, both Orlando and Miami haven't had, at least at least not to my knowledge, any positive cases. Um, and to, to that MLS COVID cup, I thought it was kind of an interesting thing. It, it seems to me, I, I don't know who's running this. It seems very, very like it's trying to maybe paint a narrative that I'm not sure exists. And there have been, you know, obviously the negative voices are going to be the loudest voices. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't listen to them. But there does seem to me, you know, talking with, you know, with other players, Nani has said, you know, everything's fine. You know, this has been, this has been for the most part, really well run. You know, we, we don't have any concern. I don't have any concerns about how it's run. I think there was a lot of sort of, incomplete information about the you know the whole uh, i'll call it i guess sandwich gate um that was apparently not true it's covered by the team and and even that that's kind of a lie that sort of is picking up steam everybody saying oh my god they're mls is charging these guys 65 dollars for sandwiches and it, it's it's not not even remotely true based on you know correct reporting so there's been a lot of sort of i think disingenuous um arguments that have sort of and and misuse of facts i guess with this with this whole thing um and then the rank and file have more problems with this tournament than the the union did clearly you're 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 getting now cj sapong had a thread about it you have these sort of phantom twitter accounts um clearly some people did not want to be here i don't know the rules about if players were able to as they were in the nwsl cup just not come and get paid if they if they didn't feel safe I'm getting the feeling that maybe that was not an option for them mm-hmm. for these for these teams. Although Carlos uh, Vela is uh, not coming, um, let's be let's be clear. Carlos Vela is not missing that. He he that he he is he makes enough money. I mean the the higher paid players like Carlos Vela probably aren't missing that paycheck. Um, a guy like Julian Gressel, a guy like Steve Birnbaum, um, you know those types of you know middle of the middle of the road roster guys though that they, they I mean they're probably missing that missing that paycheck so that does sort of force them and, it, and it's it's what it's what people all over the united states are, are having to deal with people who are caught between this idea you know do i do i not go to my job do i potentially lose my house do i lose out on income for for to support myself or my family or do i risk getting this virus and it, it's a horrible horrible situation um that our national uh leaders in our government and and even statewide governors have abjectly failed us uh we we should be we should be talking cases should be down we we should we we have the ability to be like europe we have the ability to bring these cases down and it's been such an abject failure and and, that, and that's what makes me most angry really more than anything else is just how badly our our whole government has failed and this isn't me you know saying oh it's it's you know 
Republicans or oh, it's Democrats. It's it's a it's a complete systematic failure of our government, and it's it's so it's so sad to see, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's a failure across the board. It's the failure of the government. It's the failure of some people. It's the failure of, you know, we just we. I think you and I have a disagreement about that a little bit, but, um, yeah, I'm just tired of talking about it, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just so tired of we, it. We like, we should I'm, be we should be talking about the games. We should be previewing DC versus Toronto. But I mean, who knows if Toronto's even going to be there? I but based on their rules, they we should this game shouldn't happen. They're supposed to be in the bubble seven days before their first game. Yeah. So who knows if that. Just delay the whole start two weeks. Just let yeah. every team get here and let everyone get tested, and then do do what you know you want to do. It doesn't matter. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, I, the I think TV windows are not going to be contested. Like there's nothing <laughs> else on. See, now baseball. I know baseball. You were able to not go if you had a um, pre-existing condition or a family member that had one. You could not go. You get paid. You got service time. It was fine. I know there are some players that you, if you just chose you didn't want to go, you didn't get paid. Ryan Zimmerman decided he just didn't want to go. He's not getting paid. Um, I, you know, I, re- I really wish I knew that about about this, about the MLS. I think that that's, I, that's always a big thing in things like this where fans are like, shut it down, don't do it, end it. This is dangerous, don't do it. Uh, but the question is, uh, what do these players want to do? Yeah, like it's yeah. a risk. It's a risk management decision on their. They're informed. They know what the risks are. If they're allowed to opt out and keep their money and live, uh, and then they don't. Well, then that's what they want to do. And we should, you know, we should support it. It's not like I won't die if there's no MLS. It'll hurt the show, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like it'll be really bad for us for this show. But this show isn't how we eat. Um, so it really wouldn't be a big deal. Uh, but I want it to be. Uh, if they want to have it happen. If the players want to, if the players want to go forward and they feel safe and they feel like it's something they want to do, then we, then good, then uh, then I want it to happen. Um, it's just, it's it's really tough from the outside to sort of make these judgments about what should go forward. NWSL, I think they had they've had the benefit of a smaller league, um, and maybe they've gotten lucky too as far as like players coming in with uh, with fewer cases and they had maybe a better testing protocol on the on the on the intake side, but I mean, they might, I, I forget who said it on Twitter. Like they may be the only ones who do this without having catastrophic or even PR backlash, uh, as a result of trying that that's going to be over in a short amount of time. Uh, there are few team, fewer players, no big, no big issues about positive tests and, uh, people getting sick during the tournament. This may be the sports baseball is going to try baseball. Can't even test their players right now. Their players, uh, the Nationals canceled their practice on Wednesday because the test hadn't gotten back in three days. So they were all just like, "We can't. This is not. <laughs> this is day two, and you can't even get our test back. This is not good." Yeah, and I guess my, my question to you is: Are you excited about it? when games happen? Once you know the the game the, the the games kick off, are you actually going to be excited to watch these games? Yeah. Yeah, it, man, it's soccer. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't. I wish there were fans. Uh, this is going to be the only opportunity I hadn't seen this year. I care about these players. I care about this team. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it. It's not. That's not the. You know, it's not the best that I can get. But it's if it's what I can get, I'm I'm happy for it. I take it you're not. I'm I'm conflicted, and, and we we have had people on this. Uh, people have commented on this show. They sent us um, direct messages on Twitter. They, they've they've tweeted at us uh, saying that you know they don't they don't feel comfortable supporting this tournament because they feel like they're supporting 
COVID. And, and, and I have to admit, I'm a little, you know, conflict. I'm conflicted. I, I am not as excited about this. That if you had asked me a month ago, I, I was all pumped. I'm ready. You know, case, you know, things seem to be good. This seemed like a good, I, you know, I guess a good idea at the time and it, how drastically it has sort of shifted and, and just, you know, the, these, and, and there are people out, I see people out there that are like, oh, these are professional lab, these guys are top, they're going to be fine. I'm like, y- you don't know that. There are plenty of stories of people who are perfectly healthy, perfectly fit, who catch this virus. And for whatever reason that maybe we'll learn, maybe we'll never learn, maybe we'll learn in, in, in you know, in the coming, you know, months and, and weeks, you know, what is it that causes this, this virus to affect some people and not affect, really affect others um, is, is I think something that is, is going to be hopefully learned over the next, over the coming months. Um, the latest but, story is Neanderthal DNA. That is, uh, <laughs> if you, if you, if you get 23 and me, it'll tell you, if, what you what percentage Neanderthal you have in your DNA, but that the article out today. So that is a common strain in the, uh, in uh, ventilation hospitalization for, for COVID. So, Keep that in mind. Keep, I don't know if you've done 23andMe. I'm 0%, so I, clearly I am invincible. Uh, <laughs> but keep that in mind for those. For but, but, it, but, I mean, the fact remains, I mean, this can affect anybody. And and the absolute, I mean, it, it, I, I will say MLS is, is they're, they're playing with fire right now. They are absolutely playing with fire. They are trusting that, you know, yes, you know, oh, yes, we're going to have positive cases. You know, and, and I think to your point, too, the players, I'm sure, understood that, that there was a chance they would come down for this. They are going to. They will pick up the virus and come back and come back positive because of the of having just from the nature of having to travel inside that bubble, um, you know. But I guess it, it sort of you, they had to know that when they're coming in, they had to be informed about that. I don't think anybody was naive about that, you know, but MLS is and MLS and the players, they're all playing with fire here. And but I, I don't know if the solution is, oh, cancel the tournament and send them back at this point, because they're going to have to be stuck here regardless they're going to have to wait two weeks to travel because then they're going back to their families where they could, you know, be positive for the virus and they're giving it to their families. And, you know, then they're essentially, you know, causing their own outbreaks. And that's certainly something you don't you don't want. So it, it's a difficult situation right now. And and right now it's it's sort of the, the train speeding down the speeding down the tracks. And I'm not it's going to take something monumental to to stop it. And I don't know if we're if we're there yet. Um, um, you know, despite having positive cases amongst teams and spreading, and maybe someone's going to come in and say they should do it anyway. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But if a player goes to the hospital, that'll be the end. Yeah, that's if it. One, if one single player goes to the hospital, we'll end it. Yeah. So, and um, you know, Man, I, I don't want that. To be clear, I don't want yeah. that to happen. I'm just saying from the perspective of like, you know, what what would be the one thing that stops all these gears in motion? It will be that. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, tough situation. Do, do we want to try to preview this? Preview this Dallas. This, I mean, this uh, Houston game, the Toronto FC DC game, or do we want to even? I mean, we, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't. Th- I don't. I think that it's. Uh, I think it's going to be pushed. So, yeah. Hope uh, and and watch it. Watch it get pushed to like nine a.m. and then like we're definitely not doing up. <laughs> that, that'll be the end of the po- pregame postgame show. Because um, <laughs> yeah, that'll be that. Yeah, that'll be skipped. <laughs> that'll be skipped. Well, yeah, we'll just preview. If, if you if you want to preview, go on to the preview show. Uh, we'll, we'll the the pregame preview show. We'll give you we'll give you that there. Uh, you know, just the problem for me is that we're not getting news out of these camps. I don't know anything about DC United right now. I don't know yeah. anything. I know they're practicing. That's what I got. 
and that I, I know that every single player from the roster is down there and that Loudon is going to be without any of those young players we thought it might might come to their might come in uh, and play. That's all I know. The team has been uh, not that they've been tight lipped or anything. I just I, there's just no information to share. They have practices early in the morning. They have practices late at night. They try to they try to beat the sun. That's what's that's what's known. We don't have anything from Ben about sort of uh, change in if there's any sort of change in formation or tactics or anything else. Um, we just don't know. We would be we would be making blind blind bags. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of out of like words to talk about it to be honest. And maybe that's bad, but I I just yeah, it's going all right. We're gonna go ahead. I think we've we've um we've talked enough as my calls do not have anything written on it, but. Um, call into the show. Uh, you know the number. I hope you know the number. Uh, I don't know why. They don't I'm, know the number. They don't know the number. Let me see if I can get them the number. <laughs> uh, number is there we go. There we go. There it is. Uh, sorry, folks. This is what happens when I think you burn us out a little bit on shows. Um, we're trying our best. Uh, but the phone lines are now open. Call in. Producer Brian is listening on the line. So. Uh, you'll be welcome into the show. Um, yeah. Also, if anybody has any tips for going back to work with a two-month-old, you can also put those in the chat. F's in the chat for how to do that would be great. Also, you can call. We can we can open this thing all the way up. Ted has a new dog. You can talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I do have a new dog. I have a new dog, and he uh, he got to experience me watching sports. He has what I will admit. I, I'm I'm well. I was getting energetic. I, I think I wasn't as. Uh, it was also late, so I get that like eight o'clock, uh, eight p.m. game, um, and, and I'll, I'll probably be be doing some doing some yelling at the TV. So he's gonna he's gonna get to experience that. So I might yeah, press uh, like and subscribe if you want like more Charlie Charlie content while Ted watches soccer or games. doggos. If you want doggos, or if you want a, me to wear a baby while we're doing the rest of this podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, but I could do it if that's what people want. Yep. Um, people. Yeah, I mean, the I, I've had fun. I've had fun with the NWSL um, tournament. Like that's been fun for me. Uh, I've seen now, I think almost every game. Um, I think that that will be that'll be more fun than the MLS tournament because MLS tournament is going to be so many games that it's I mean, impossible to keep up with. That it's going to be um, there's this larger shadow hanging over the tournament that half. Seemingly half of the fans that follow us on Twitter prefer that it be canceled. Um, so I don't know how excited everyone's going to... The NWSL fans are just... They are they are very excited for these games happening. They're making 500,000 vanity Twitter accounts. Um, it's good. It, they're having fun. <laughs> MLS fans are not having fun right now. Yeah, the whole... Uh, was it they got the NWSL, the, the sun glare? We're all, we're all experiencing the the sun glare. And, and Audi Field fan, Audi people who watch games at Audi Field are like, that's not that bad. Yeah, you guys are you guys are a bunch of babies. The the, the glare is not that bad. Show me on a day on. <laughs> They've got there's a there's a sun glare. There's a a, a notebook account, Blacko's notebook. There's a, a playground. There's they're they're going. It's it's too much for sure. <laughs> I, I applaud the enthusiasm. They're having a good time, uh, but no more Twitter accounts. No more vanity Twitter accounts. But MLS is not going to do that because MLS fans are just the. Uh, which is real sad. We've got a question in the chat, so we'll at least go with that. 
There a we go. people would like us to talk about babies more. I, I can do that. Uh, is is Rose the real deal for the future of uh, USWNT? If she can stay healthy, she is. Uh, she's she's shown her her ability, uh, her vision, her passing, her speed, her touch and control are world class, and it stands out in the NWSL, which is a fantastic league, but it still stands out uh, decisively. Um, it's just for her, it's just about staying healthy. Yeah. Uh, and, and and being available. What's the what the cliche about the most important ability is availability. Um, she she has been thus uh, thus far for this tournament. Small sample size has looked good. Uh, she did limp a little bit in that last game. Ted and I were having a heart attack. Yeah, after she got kicked in the ankle. I was like, that's the, don't kick her ankle. That's the bad. Yeah. That's the bad spot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I, I I think she's how old is she? She's in her mid twenties now at this point, right? Yeah, she's mid twenties. Twenty five. Five is my guess. Yeah. Hey Siri, but any whatever whatever the age is, she's she's certainly in her prime. So it would have to be, you know, uh, this the time would be now. And the the US team is so deep. Hey. Like just... Oh, sorry. Hello? Yeah, I, I was Hello? bringing I was bringing Greg on the line. So um while 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 Greg 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 uh, Greg you're on the line. What's going on, my friend? Uh hey, so you you're talking about what it would take to cancel the season. I'm not even sure someone going to the hospital would cancel it. I hate to say this. I think it would take someone dying. I mean, I don't want that. I certainly don't want that to happen. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a player. It could be a coach, and I know some of them are older than the players, but I just say it. I think it's going to take – I don't think they care if someone goes to the hospital. I mean, I think it's going to take someone literally – dying for them to cancel it and i don't want it to get to that point but well if you look at the media attention just for positive tests i feel like i feel like uh, an escalation just from that point would cause a media firestorm for them that they'll find not worth it because again they're not making money on they're going to spend for whatever the money they they, they said that they're going to spend this tournament is going to cost them quite a bit of money um they may come out a little uh, bit ahead but if from a pr standpoint uh, I, I don't. I don't know that they want to take that heat. I think once it gets to the stage where you're getting reports of, I don't want to. I don't actually say someone's name, but player X uh, has been admitted to the ICU at, at Orlando uh, General, uh, and is and they're talking about a ventilator. They don't want that. I think that would no. Be- yeah, that 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 killed. Am I? I, I think you're. I, I think that the PR from that. I think John is right. Is going to be too much, and already there's already a lot of bad. Uh, publicity for this for this tournament. If you, I I was doing um doing my workout today and watching Sports Center, and they right, were leading with the again. story about FC Dallas not getting the tournament. And, so, I mean, that, I mean that's if you all look at what happened with the flu pandemic, and granted that was more than a hundred years ago, but players in all sports are getting hospitalized. Even even Babe Ruth, who probably had more name recognition than the president at the time. He was hospitalized during the baseball season. They kept playing. It finally took someone dying during the Stanley Cup finals to shut that down. I don't want it to get to that point, but it's... Yeah. None of us do. I think think risk aversion now is different than risk aversion then. I think people are now conditioned that this is a deadly disease and it will kill you. Whereas if you even get it, people think that that means you're going to die. Like it's just like that has been great. And it's probably good from an, from a perspective of how do we keep people from be, t- in, undertaking risky behavior, sort of set that precedent that this is a very serious thing. and could kill you. 
But I think that everyone now assumes. Tell that, to our, pre- tell that to our president. I will. I'll call him. I yeah. have now that I'm back to work. I can. I can. I can call him. All right, Greg. Uh, th- thanks so much for the call, man. We're gonna we're gonna let you go and open the line for some other for other people to call in. Thanks, Greg. Thank you. Good night. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I what I will say to that is, hundred years ago is a lot different than than today, and I, and I don't. I I don't I think there have been such advances in 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 you know in medicine and treatment um, and just in general that I I don't think it'll get to that point. Uh, but I, but I, I do take your point. As soon as someone's hospitalized, that's it. That that's that's ball game. End of story. So hopefully it doesn't happen. Hopefully you know, and I, and I think a, a breakout. I think the first game is also going to be a, a point of contention when when Miami and Orlando take center stage. And maybe one player is out there positive, and then suddenly the whole both teams become positive. That that could be something else. Once there is confirmed transmission in the bubble, so to speak, that's it. Um, that that's it. I think for this right now, that hasn't happened, and that's why they're they're they have a positive sort of spin. They can say, look, you know, you know, yes, you know, Dallas was bad. You know, we're we're monitoring what's going on with Nashville, but you know, you look at, you know. Minnesota, you look at San Jose, you look at DC, they have all arrived and, and Minnesota had one positive that turned out to be a false positive. So you can say for, for all intents and purposes, no one's catching it once they're inside. Once they're inside the bubble, if they don't have it, they're not getting it. And, and that's going to be their their mantra uh, coming up. So, Yeah, within two weeks. That's for me. So it, two weeks from when everybody gets here, if people are still getting it then, then, then the bubble is pierced. Yeah. And uh, it's not what people are bringing with them. Yeah. Uh, we actually have a question on Twitter from earlier, which we used to get a lot more of. So if you're hearing this uh, <laughs> and on a podcast uh, at a later date in the future, uh, feel free to tweet us when we uh, talk about the show coming up. Uh, at Hoya Nick says, with the new substitution rules, which homegrown or new arrival will get time to shine? Which I think is an excellent question. My answer is Griffin Yao, based on positional depth on the right wing. And I think that of the available players, he is seen as most polished. Which is not to say all the way polished uh, MLS starter level. He had his, he had his. I think he had one start last year. I want to say either against Houston or Toronto on the road. It did not go well, if I recall correctly. He got kicked a lot. It, didn't, it was not. He did not have a great time. Um, he had a lot. He he had more uh, opportunities in the beginning of the season than it, t- it trailed off pretty dramatically. But I think if we're looking at players who, because now we have five subs, who want to make a change, particularly as as players are getting their legs under them, I could see Griffin Yao coming in before I see Moses Nyman. They're going to get some run, too, hopefully. Uh, Moses Nyman or, or Kevin Paredes. I don't imagine Kevin Paredes will play. Um, I don't think he'll play. But I could be wrong. What do you think, Ted? I, I mean, I, I guess the one, the one young player maybe you're leaving out, maybe that's because he's the one player who's... Um... Who's that? I mean, I agree with you with Griffin Yao. I absolutely agree with you. Um, I think Donovan Pines is maybe another name that that could uh, that could slip in there. Um, and he, he he's he's still a young player and he's still a home, young homegrown. But I mean, we don't think of it because he's he's gotten opportunities. He's gotten more opportunities than a lot of these other guys. But I mean, he's a guy. I'm I'm looking. You know, you're you you see with a lot of these young players, you see sort of the the skill set and you see all that, but you need to see it consistently. I'll be very curious to see if we see that from him in this tournament. It, 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 you know, when, if and when DC United gets out there on the field. So, um, so that that's a sort of another player I'll be watching. You know, I, we we had um, we we can now say Fred Brillion is a friend of the show. We love Fred, Ooh, but um, I am. I think we're all kind of waiting. We're all kind of being like, 
okay, um, can can maybe Donovan Pine step into that step into that role? Um, by the way, uh, Matt Paul, uh, Pollard, our good friend over at uh, Last Word on Soccer, our, our Rapids person says Jonathan Lewis is one of the two Colorado Rapids players who tested positive for COVID nineteen. Uh, unlikely he plays the first game. Uh, if it takes place on the scheduled uh, Sunday, June twelfth, I guess that July twelfth. I guess that's still in Colorado, so they have still have not traveled yet. John's favorite Rapids player. Yeah, so there we go, John. John's now no longer excited about this tournament. John, John, that's right. Cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> no, John is not there. Nope, cancel it. <laughs> no, no, I don't care anymore. Um, uh, yeah, we're, we're we also anticipate having a special guest join us sometime this week, which uh, I'm going to tease only to the extent where. Uh, it's going to happen. So be on the lookout on our Twitter accounts for requests for questions. Uh, you will uh, you will want to hear this one. This is uh, this is our this is our wh- our white whale that we've been going after for quite a long time. So we think we're very close. That's as much as I'll say. Our white whale was already a Lekwes Kandarian. I don't know what you're. Talking well, about. that's your white whale. I have my own. <laughs> and it's about to happen. Uh, all right, uh, you guys still got some time to call in two hundred two. 905-0454. Are you excited about this tournament? I'll go ahead and ask. Call in if you're if you're excited about this tournament. Are you are you going to watch? Are you going to not watch? How do you feel? And give give us give us some of your thoughts and kind of how you're feeling about this tournament. So great uh, tweet from Dan Steinberg this morning. Uh, so the Washington Pro team with the longest continuous color scheme and team name is going to be DC United. Yes, sir. A certain football team changes its uh, changes its name here in the in the, in the coming weeks and months funny Which funny one? funny how dan steinberg lo- likes to recognize he, you'd be very, nice dan you he, say he, no he's very choosy he's very choosy on when he chooses to recognize dc united as a as a pro sports team in this in this city uh, in, in the city of D, in dc that, Thank that's, you, all he wants. <laughs> that's, that's all i'm gonna say all i'm gonna say um but yes uh, hopefully hopefully the washington american football team changes their name and i will say oh, they're gonna yeah, they're gonna. Crazy that to think. Happened. Crazy to think too. That happened so fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, I you know I don't have anything. I don't have anything like groundbreaking to say about it. But it is it is it is impressive to me how fast it. To me, it felt very much like this is written in stone, and the you know the the the, the fauna will the the grass will retake us all. RFK will be leveled to the ground. There will be you know weeds tumbleweeds rolling through Pennsylvania Avenue before this changes. Uh, and then basically all that seemed to happen was uh, Congress was like, you won't get it stadium here if you don't change your name. It, with, it, the, with the implicit subtext that like, if you do, you will. <laughs> and they're all, like, oh, yeah, we're, we're thinking about it. You know, we're, we're, we hear you. <laughs> we're, uh, we hear you. We see you. <laughs> we Let me decided just say, that we're going to think about it. It's all about money. It's, sure, it's, it always it's was, all about money. As soon as the money starts to starts to concern themselves, trust me, it, it ha- things happen quickly. So, um, yeah, I think Kelvin, I th- J, Kelvin J says Kevin Perret is is the more likely uh, winger replacement for um, for Gressel on the right hand side. That yeah, it was technical, but Paredes has the wheels. I think he does have the wheels, and Ben I think also was very high on him in the preseason. I'm curious how much he's going to be willing to put a completely untested player out there on display with a limited number of games uh, in a tournament that may be the only opportunity they have uh, to win silverware or even play this year. Uh, that could be wrong. They could just similar to the way that some of the NWSL coaches are doing this, use this as an opportunity to uh, give players an opportunity that they wouldn't have had otherwise. Hard to know. We'll, we'll know soon, particularly if there's media availability for Ben. I think that basically he's going to say, I'm going to try to win this. I can't, I cannot imagine a universe 
in the many universes theory, there's one universe where Ben Olsen says, yeah, you know, this uh, this doesn't this doesn't actually matter too much. It's not a real thing. So I'm going to let these young players get a chance to play. There's one. There's one. It's like uh, in, in Avengers. But uh, I don't think that's this one. Yeah. Um, so uh, our schedule coming up, obviously, right now, we are scheduled to be back uh july 10th i think at 8 at 7 30 p.m for the uh, live pregame show for dc versus toronto again we'll we'll see if that happens theoretically or not. theoretically we'll see if it happens they they're i decided to check they are they have left today so um we'll see what happens once they arrive and, and what the tests come back as far as um whether they're positive negative or or or, or what happens there so um yeah so we will catch you guys uh hopefully on friday if not we'll be uh rocking we'll and rolling monday yeah. oh, no we'll see yeah you'll see yeah. us sunday sunday for the, for the for the spirit uh spirit dash game so definitely enjoy that um thanks we'll have a, we're gonna have a special guest on that game uh we're gonna have gretchen ham from uh the spirit the chief marketing officer to talk about how crazy this whole tournament has been and how uh, spirit have been able to capitalize on um all these new partnerships yep absolutely all right thank you all so so much for listening checking out the show patreon.com or sorry rfcrefugees.com directs you to our patreon site donate to the show help me get a better uh, internet connection uh for the first part of this um and uh also uh you can also check us out twitter twitter.com rfcrefugees podcast we are uh twitch. Doing twitch we are on twitch and john you can tell us what the twitch is twitch.tv slash rfcrefugees <laughs> Uh, if we get to fifty, if we get to fifty follows on there, something cool happens. I don't know. Producer Brian can tell us. Yeah, producer Brian can tell us. Uh, thank you to producer Brian for manning the phones on the show, and we will catch you guys sometime. Vamos. Friday, Sunday, or Monday. Yeah. Vamos. This. 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 This.